Welcome everybody to the Berean Brotherhood. We are in episode two, and we're gonna be discussing Christmas. Here we are with all the fellas. Lee, yes, sir. Rick. What's up, fellas? Let's talk about Christmas. <laughs> it's evil. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's do it. Okay, so the topic that we uh, we we're thinking about chatting on today was gonna be. Mm. Is Christmas satanic? Uh, I've been in a lot of churches for most of my life. Uh, 99.9% of them love Christmas, celebrate it as the birth of Jesus Christ, or at least the symbolic day that they use to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, but now, uh, a little bit older, modern, mainstream kind of social media Christianity, there's a bunch of different outlets and stuff that say that Christmas at least has pagan or- origins and that that somehow taints the actual celebration of Christ's birth. So we just wanted to kind of spitball and, and tell our thoughts on what we thought about Christmas. And I will open with saying uh, Exhibit A, the movie The Santa Clauses with Tim Allen from Disney, came out like two years ago. Santa, S-A-N-T-A, Satan, S-A-T-A-N coincidence i think not Mm. i agree i definitely agree with that (laughs) (laughs) really an interesting clip in that movie right 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 i mean like some people were saying like oh it's endorsement of of uh satanic ideas but i think they were playing it for jokes on satan because satan was the bad name that they were trying to rearrange into santa but whatever Mm. my opinion on it uh i'll start there is completely cool no problem with it whatsoever i'm also in the camp that celebrates halloween as a christian i know you should burn me at the cross but i have no problem with it whatsoever how about you guys so i i'd say i'd say this right um the first thing to take note is that this is so this is a subject that has been debated and argued about for centuries right um I don't think that we're gonna settle a centuries-old debate within this chat, uh, within this conversation right now. Um, but I do think that it'd be well to raise awareness to um, maybe get some clarity on the topic. Um, I also, over the years, hol- uh, when it comes to holidays, especially like Christmas, we we see that there's a lot of uh, traditional um family american values that come with the celebration of christmas and i think that it boils down to orthodoxy and orthopraxy right which just are fancy words for how do you read and interpret the scriptures and how do you live it out how do you apply it Mm -hmm. um into your life and um one or the other affects how you how you live this christian faith out so over the years, also, what I've noticed for myself is the more I dig deeper into the word, the more I understand uh, certain things, uh, I've stepped away from uh, certain traditions because now I have a deeper understanding. Um, but I don't hold the stance of uh, persecuting or rejecting anyone that does, right? I think hmm. that we have to maintain a balance. But me personally, once I understood certain uh, holidays and their pagan uh, roots, 
that has given me the ability to be okay with going away from tradition. When you when you say there's certain holidays that you no longer celebrate, all of it. <laughs> I was gonna ask Halloween, but I was like, <laughs> I knew you had like a hit list. I knew you had like a hit. Yeah, list. Yeah, all of them. I, I would say, uh, if you go into Christian history, uh, Constantine and you know, and for 300, 400 AD, um, what you're seeing is in order to maintain peace, you have uh, pagan holidays given Christian names, um, kind of baptizing these uh, pagan holidays. And each one you'll see has a root, uh, has some pagan roots to it, right? Right. Um, so I think, right, it, you have to do the research. You have to see what was happening at the time. Because on the surface level, I'm fair, right? And part of my fairness is saying, well, the average Christian American household is not bringing in a Christmas tree into their house saying that I'm worshiping uh, Tammuz, right? The tree of right, Tammuz. Right. And, I'm, and they're not bringing it in to, to worship another deity to worship Baal or to, to worship any. So exactly that, that's why I said, I can't go around persecuting people and saying, Hey, uh, if they just don't know now, when we go into the text, which I know there's some scriptures that we're going to go over, right? There's some very, very pagan roots to some of the traditions. Uh, and I think that once you, once you're aware of that, and when you look at Jesus ministry and you see, that when he came, he came and he spoke against the traditions of man, right? Mm. There's a big thing against the traditions of man. So what we celebrate, why we celebrate, understanding the history behind it, I think will lead us more uh, to focus on Christ, to see, and to make a right judgment, you know? But I've been talking too much. No. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, my, my point of view is... Um, when we think about the the tradition of Christmas, right? Like the the values that, like what you were saying, like uh, the American uh, values and like what goes on in the home. It's it's a time of you know family and and friends and mm -hmm. you know, getting mm -hmm. all together. And I was talking about this with somebody uh, not too long ago, and I'm like, listen, if my intentions or or any anyone's intentions is uh not just to s celebrate christmas but to just bring uh whether it's a community your your church community or or your family or whatever and just be together and and praise the lord in that way then whatever why not right right right, right. um i i believe it's it's all about the intentions of the heart you know, like, of course, um, we can, we cannot know if we're idolizing something, you know, or, or, um, like what you were saying about like having the knowledge of it. I think it's very important to have knowledge on, you know, not just Christmas, but all the holidays, right? Like Easter and, and Halloween and all that. Like, I think it's important to know where it came from and to know, um, the roots of it and everything like that you know um usually 
we see Christmas as, uh, or society sees Christmas as the birth of Jesus, but we don't really know if that was, you know, his real birthday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I never believed that honestly. I, I, um, it's kind of weird seeing like, and like whatever day Christ came, uh, we should look at it as not just not only celebrating his birth, but celebrating the fact that he came here to save us all, right? He came here to be the bridge uh, in order to be with our creator. Um, so if we, if we look at it, you know, and all these, you know, a lot of people have these debates as if like, uh, it's a salvation issue. Right. right. Life or death. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Uh, you're, you're gonna it's burn like, in listen, hell. Right, listen, if I, this falls under that umbrella of a, a, a secondary, it's not even a doctrine, right? It's just mm-hmm. a, it's a practice. So it, like you said, it has nothing to do with salvation. So mm-hmm. um, now does it affect your walk with God is the, is the real question, right? Yeah. Well, uh, pers- personally okay. for, uh, for me, I don't think so. I'm not convicted if I open up a gift or if I put something on a tree in my living room or something. But honestly, I don't care for it. I don't care p- putting a tree up in my living room. Uh, you know, if, if we if we look at if we look at it from a point of view of like you know if we have kids or something, are we going to tell our kids Santa's you know real? Are we going to allow them to? You know, I think that's a whole nother topic uh, to talk about. Like, are we going to um, allow the kids to allow our kids to believe in Santa versus, you know, Jesus? I think that that's a whole nother topic. I mean, we could get into it if you guys want. I mean, I'm ready. You know, <laughs> I, I would just um, add. Here's what I would add that I disagree with almost everything David said. And the reason why is because I. I, I use the Bible as my source, unlike Yah, okay? So let me read from that, that book. First right, Corinthians 8, 1 to 13. Now about food sacrifice to idols. We know that we all possess knowledge, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Those hmm. who think they know something do not yet know as they ought to know, but whoever loves God is known by God. So then, about eating food sacrifice to idols, and it goes on. We know that an idol is nothing at all in the world, right? It's just a fake human superstitious material composition that they can place um, social and spiritual value on it cannot breathe it cannot see some people probably argue that christianity is at itself but i digress for the purposes of of this passage we're just talking about idols and they're addressing the divide between first corinthians chapter 8 is about christians who believe eating food that was offered to idols is wrong and other christians who believe that it's perfectly okay which is not so far from this, right? Like David was saying, like a lot of Christians, and I respect that opinion completely. A lot of Christians feel in their conscience that if there's something with paganistic roots, like Christmas or any of these like um, fertility holidays and celebrations or any number of them, even like Easter, that if it has some type of root in something satanic or evil or non-Christian or non-biblical, that we should be wary of that. We shouldn't celebrate it. And then there's the other camp of Christians that I think me and Rich kind of fall into, which is like, the roots don't really matter at all to us. What matters is the intention and the reason for why you're celebrating that thing. But I love the Bible, the way it addresses it, because chapter eight basically says, um, 
Yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and for whom we live, and there is but one Lord Jesus Christ through whom all things came and through whom we live. But not everyone possesses this knowledge. Some people are still so accustomed to idols that when they eat sacrificial food, they think of it as having been sacrificed to a god. And since their conscience is weak, it's defiled. But food does not, that does not bring us near to God. We are no worse if we do not eat and no better if we do. Be careful, however, that the exercise of your rights does not become a stumbling block to the weak. For someone with a weak mm. conscience sees you with all your knowledge eating in an idol's temple. Won't that person be emboldened to eat what is sacrificed to idols? So this weak brother or sister for whom Christ died is destroyed by your knowledge. When you sin against them in this way and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, and this is probably the key verse for me, how I view the entire issue of Halloween, Christmas, all these things. Therefore, if what I eat causes my brother or sister to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again so that I will not cause them to fall. And that's, that's basically what I prescribe to. It's the idea that the paganistic root of it, to me, doesn't stop me from practicing anything. I'm sure a lot of things like weapons, uh, even types of currency were invented for very selfish kind of human reasons at one point or another. But the reason we have them today is for their utility and what they do for us in the present. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say that a building that was um, devoted to God by a bunch of priests who built it, that's now used as a torture chamber, is a holy place because the guys who created that building in the first place were holy people or good dudes. So I don't think the opposite applies either. I don't think that because a holiday was denoted as a paganistic ritual, that today mm. when it's practiced in service of Christ, that that somehow taints it. I don't believe that, but I also respect the fact that there are believers who do. And it's my job as a Christian who loves his homies to respect that difference and to not do right. things that would instigate some type of fight between us. Like, it's, it's not that serious. Like, if someone, back in the day in my Pentecostal churches, I used to play in metal bands. And they were Christian metal bands. We were, David, we were in the same band. Like, yeah. we're, we're singing about Jesus and stuff. Like, this, this is as vanilla cute, innocent as it could get, but we're screaming, Jesus! <laughs> and I had brothers and sisters at one point in one of the churches, they poured oil on the instruments. And, you know, I was like 20, like 19, 20, something like that. I don't, I don't remember my age, but I remember I got really mad about that because I'm like, man, you, you're pouring oil in the, the, the guitar port and the piano port and you're messing up our equipment. And I got really hot about it. But looking back on it now, I'm like, they... They were doing what they thought was right in that instance. They thought we were playing something satanic or evil. And I should have been a little more responsible. I have full right to play whatever I want to worship God. It's totally my right. But I should have been a little more... I should have taken the temperature of the room a little bit better and respected the differences we had. You know, I think that's mm -hmm. what I would do today on the Christmas thing, too. I, I think each of us should give an account for our own actions and our own conscience and our own convictions. Um, I think at times, depending on where you at in your journey, it, it will line up. Um, and like I said, the whole idea of Christmas and the Christmas tree, I never put up a Christmas tree thinking that this was pagan worship and mm. I'm going to celebrate, you know, Tammuz and I'm going to celebrate, you know, Nimrod and, you know, and, and no, at no point was there that, that thought. Mind. Right, right. Yeah, At yeah, no yeah, point, yeah. right, that that the ornaments on the Christmas tree represented the sons of Nimrod and and the star that he's the 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 son of God or he's the son that's going to return, right? 
I do find it interesting though the idea of like what they call the Babylonian mystery religions and right. how you look at different um religions and how it just so happens that on the winter solstice on December 25th um you have many different uh so-called deities or or sons of god who were supposedly born on that particular day right like mithras and um diff- different different you know um horus and you go through the different regions around the world and they all have a story that regulates that time period of the winter solstice and then easter it goes right back full circle right so i think they they had it for those purposes i do think that with christianity to maintain some kind of peace or balance they just baptized it they said instead of you celebrating zeus or the god of saturnalia i believe it's called Mm -hmm. uh, instead of worshiping that you're going to worship christ christ is now the new son of god he's the new symbol of this of this thing um right they rebranded it basically right like, exactly I, I don't i don't think any modern historian and even anyone in seminary is arguing that jesus was literally born on december 25th right you mm-hmm. know it's, it's definitely a rebranding but the real issue is is there danger in rebrandings and i think there can yeah. be but again i let me present one more verse and you guys tell me if it's trash or not i mean not the verse itself but the application so 2 Kings 5, 18 to 19. Um, you guys know Naaman. He, was, he, was, he had leprosy. He went to one of yes. the prophets in the Old Testament. Right. Uh, he, he was told to go in and dip himself in this nasty river a few times. And eventually, yeah, he miraculously cleansed. Okay. I found this very interesting. And I thought this applies to the Christmas conversation. But you tell me if I'm off. So after Naaman got cleansed in 2 Kings chapter 5, he says, Elijah one thing so he's like thank the Lord I I believe now God is real he just cleansed me of all these things you know and he's Elijah's like cool 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 you believe you know a miracle kind of convinced you but whatever we'll take the win and Naaman says something very interesting he says after he says but may the Lord forgive your servant for this one thing when my master enters the temple of Rimon to bow down and he is leaning on my arm and I have to bow there also when I bow down in the temple of Rimon May the Lord forgive your servant for this. And Elijah tells him in verse 19, go in peace. And I thought that that was awesome that they included that in there. He is going after recognizing that God, he he saw a miraculous thing. He now believes that God is the only God, that these prophets are telling the truth. They're not just delirious dudes. And he's going and telling that prophet, look, I'm so grateful for what God did for me, but I have to go into this basically the equivalent of a satanic temple. Because my boss is going to go in there and bow down to it. And I have to bow down out of respect too. And he's telling Elijah the prophet, like, can you ask God to forgive me for doing that? Can you, can you, can he overlook that? And Elijah tells him, go in peace. You're good. Like, it's not that bowing down in Rimon, which was a paganistic, Mesopotamian, satanic equivalent, whatever you want to call it, something against the truth of the reality of a biblical message. It's not that bowing down in there is a good thing but that the intention of the person and the reason why they were doing it is what the prophet was using to judge his actions. So he wasn't held accountable for doing it at that time because he's a baby believer. He just came into the fold. All that's taken he, into... He wasn't, even, he wasn't even converted, right, um, to Israel, right? He wasn't, he wasn't part of the Israelite 
clan. The nation. Nation, right. Right, right. And also, like, um, at that at that moment, if you if you were not uh, an Israelite, you would you would follow the Mosaic law. Uh, if you were an Israelite, you would follow the Mosaic law. But if you weren't, they would have you follow the Noahide laws. So the Noahide laws allows, uh, I believe, for that instant, right? But if he was under the Mosaic law, he probably would not have given him a pass. Maybe, maybe not, but I think it's telling that Naaman himself felt a hit on his conscience, and he felt oh, like right, he was, right, he, right. he understood that there's a disagreement between what I was just exposed to and the truth and the thing I'm about to do, and I feel that I'm, I'm doing a boo-boo here. Can right. I get a pass on this? And the prophet, as revealed, is the real deal. This guy was in communion with God. He was the real deal. He says, you go in peace. You know, like, mm. that's, that's almost how I feel about a number of things. It, that, now, that's not a blank check for everything, obviously, because intention right. can only cover so much. But in this specific instance, I think it's telling that God is the ultimate authority figure on intention. And intention yep. is, is the core of where actions begin. So the action usually follows the intention, and if the intention is right, then that's what God is ultimately judging you on. So with Christmas, I someone agree. probably yeah, the intention, that's the intention thing is is a big deal, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, if if I'm if I'm looking back, right, before I I started pastoring and before I really started doing heavy research on the particular holiday, um. Like my oldest son, like we did the whole write a letter to Santa. Mm. Have, uh, you know, we're gonna put cookies up, Christmas tree, and all that, right? And this, you ate I, the cookies, of course. <laughs> I would have done it too. We, <laughs> we even, even more cookies. <laughs> we even we even did this thing where we uh we we had a golden button. And we we was like, oh, Santa lost one of the one of his gold <laughs> buttons from his. Yeah, he he woke up. He's like, Santa left his button, and it it was it was like a fun little, you know, kind of. I think what happens is that we we create memories, and we also have nostalgia, right? Yeah, of mm -hmm. course, the, of the good times, family times. So, I think that we need to have a healthy balance. Mm -hmm. Um. If a person chooses to totally scrap all the holidays, right, and say, I'm not celebrating all of this, uh, it has pagan roots, um, and that could lead down a certain type of rabbit hole as well, right? Yeah. Right. Where, right. Where, where people will say then, should we even use the name of Jesus? We're just going to use his Hebrew name. We're going to say Yeshua. And... Um, you know, because there was no letter J, and and we could just keep going and going about right, right? The technical rabbit hole, right? What is yeah. or isn't technically right, but right, and and I think right. What I will say is that we have to be careful of the verses that we use to defend or come against, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that there's some verses that are taken out of context. Um, and what ends up happening is as christians we could easily just throw down a blanket verse you mm -hmm. know like romans 12 or something where you know it's up to you to decide or and really see 
you know, let's dig deeper into the context. Let's get a proper hermeneutical interpretation of the text and allow the spirit to guide us on this journey, right? And say, hey, you know, there's some fundamental things that are happening in this holiday where the, I have a, a a buddy of mine, his, 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 uh, his name is Ariel, and he coined the term Satan Claws, right? I told him about Oh, my him. Lord. <laughs> right? So, I and I found it, when I first heard it, because I never heard it put like that, he's like, you know, Satan Claws got you, your, your, your claws in tradition, your claws in your wallet, your claws oh, in, your, in your children, right? So He sounds like fun at parties. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's just, it was a, it was a, I never heard it that way. I found it really funny. Um, but I also see the, the conviction and the, mm-hmm. his own personal studies that he's had. Um, but, you know, I, I think that with all of this, there's, it's good for us to be what our channel is, right? Right. A Bereans, right? Acts 17, 11. Study, be eager to to hear the word, study the word, and then um, test to see if the person is approved, right? Make yeah. sure that what they're saying is accurate. And I do think that we do need to have patience with people who may be weaker in the faith, as you mentioned earlier, right? We don't want to do something or participate in something that's going to cause them to sin, but also understand and have mercy that they may not have done the research that you had have done. So how do you yeah. balance that? They, or they or they may have done more. Or they right. may have done or, more. Or they may you have know? done more. And mm-hmm. they still don't feel it. They still don't feel yeah. any any inclination or any type of conviction at all. So right. you know, and, I, I think it depends up to the person, you know? Yeah. 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 As I long think, as you're oh sorry, Rich, go ahead. No. Yeah, I think um it also depends on how you bring it up to the person as well. You know, if you're not doing it with like grace and, you know, with love, it's like, uh, you know, I see a lot of Christmas Karens, you know, like, oh, <laughs> I knew you were um, going to say that. This, <laughs> uh, this holiday is, is satanic. You shouldn't be doing this. You're sinning, this and that. And it's like, you know, when, when somebody comes up to me like that, it's like, okay what's you know what's your proof or like you know what's going on here like oh i saw it on uh facebook or something i'm like okay we need to we need to do better yeah with with that you know what i'm saying so i I agree with you david like we need to be bereans like let's really look into the text you know like i i have uh i have titus 3 9 here um says but avoid foolish controversies gen- 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 i'm sorry i need to start that <laughs> uh titus 3 3 9 but avoid foolish controversies genealogies dissensions and quarrels about the law for they are unprofitable and worthless as for a person who stirs up division after warning him once and then twice have nothing more to do with him so i think um I believe that that goes for people that even, you know, stir up this this controversy of holidays, but they do it in a way where it's like, you know, beating the person down with a hammer. Right. You know, right. it's like, wait, hold on, let's let's talk about this respectfully. Actually, 
mm-hmm. you know like you see you saw me and and this is just hypothetics you see me bring a, a tree into my house you see me decorate it and everything like that and you're just getting upset with me and and uh throwing bible scriptures at my head and it's like wait let's have a respectful conversation why do you think you know what's uh what's the uh um like what's really of discussion here you know like why is why has this convicted you like i want to know like i want to listen to you Right. You know, so I think uh, doing it with love and also proper uh, hermeneutics, like you said, um, is definitely, definitely the best way to go. And I think a lot of people like they lose that, uh, like that love, you know, when you when and they start to judge in, in the wrong way, like they see people celebrating Christmas. It's like, oh, yep, that person is bound for hell. Right. You know, it's it's there's no love in their heart when it comes to that topic, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, like I said before, this is not about salvation. This is, you know, this is something way different. But some people will put it in the same category as uh salvation or losing salvation, right? But right. right. I told um a friend of mine one time. They said, well, you know, Christianity has so many denominations. There's like a billion of them. Mm. You guys don't even agree with each other on stuff. And I was like, that's not true. Like, there, there are, it's true that there are quite a lot of denominations and different styles of worship and different interpretations, different passages. But the core fundamental truths of Christianity are virtually the same with all of the mainstream denominations of it. And, and the example I gave them was, you know, there are two soldiers, let's say, in, in 1991, or even later in the 2000s when we went back to Iraq. And one soldier is gung-ho and is like, I can't wait to go to Iraq and do some Americanizing over there, you know? Mm. And the other soldier is like, I don't approve of the war at all. I don't think it's justified. I, I don't support it. But they're both going to Iraq, and they're both following their orders. And they both fundamentally are doing the job that they were contracted to do with the U.S. government and support the U.S. military. They are both technically still soldiers. It, there, there is variance allowed within the belief set allowing variance is not just it's not something that like soft progressive christians who who hate what the bible actually says just allow it's what the bible itself talks about like in passages like in first corinthians and even in jeremiah seventeen ten, the bible says that the lord says i the lord search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct according mm-hmm. to what their deeds deserve God mm-hmm. is he's evaluating you on the complete totality of your intention and action. He is not a human judge that is only taking this little bit and saying, hey, mm-hmm. he's got a Christmas tree with two tinkerbells on it. This guy's <laughs> going to hell, you know? But at the same time, he's the Bible's also not saying that because you're in freedom, you should be like, well, I could I could celebrate whatever I, I determine is right. So mm-hmm. you're just gonna have to deal with it. It's it's a balancing act. You you're called to love your bro or sister as long as you guys agree on the fundamentals. Everything else outside of that is, I wouldn't say trivial, because it's important to David, it's important to me and Rich, yeah. but it's not, a, it's not a deal breaker. It's not a deal breaker. And I'm going to love you one way or the other. And I don't want to tell you I disagree with you on something, which I've done a billion times in my life in different conversations I've had. I don't want to go to somebody and ever have them misinterpret that my intention is good for them. I don't mm. want to look so frustrated and angry that we disagree about Halloween or Christmas that now we can't break bread together or get pizza somewhere. Like, no. 
you know, it, it's just like you said, Rich, it's like the love has to be first. When the love is there, then they're going to listen to what I got to say. But if my love ain't there, people are not dumb. They're going to know that mm -hmm. I'm coming to them with frustration and hostility. Right. I, I think the one thing that we all have that no one could ever take away is our testimony. Right. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard everything from uh, when it comes to Christmas. Uh, the scripture says what the devil meant for evil. God changed it for good. Right? Amen. So, Amen. so that's one, one way to look at it. But then there's another way to look at it and say, well, you know, the path is narrow, right? Mm -hmm. There was three in the in three or four in the kingdom that stood up to King Nebuchadnezzar out of how many kids and people that were taken into exile? Mm -hmm. Three. How many people were saved? Uh, Noah and his family Eight out of how many people that were in the world already, right? Mm -hmm. The path is narrow. If... Stopping celebrating one particular holiday is—is is it really asking for that much, right? Um, is it like the the pull on us? Like, how much is it really going to hurt us if we stand out for not celebrating? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. so again, yeah, I'm just I'm just sharing the two sides of the coin that I've heard, <laughs> right? Yeah. That, that some people will say, you know, hey. I'm going to enjoy my freedom in Christ. I'm going to enjoy what, what, what the devil meant for evil. I'm going to use it for good. And then the other side where they, their conviction is leading them to, I'm just anything that smells like, tastes like, resembles anything pagan. Mm -hmm. I want nothing to do with it at do with all. It. I'm I don't, want to, I don't mm -hmm. want to dishonor God in any way. And I, I, as you mentioned earlier, Rich, you know, as far as our, uh position with within salvation because this is a non-salvation issue you know salvation is free it was given to us and mm -hmm. i can neither do anything to acquire more or do anything for it to be taken away from me right so right. when you look at it from a position that this was a gift that uh, me as a sinful person uh, uh, born in sin God paid the ultimate price, and he's the one that's cleansing me of all unrighteousness. He's the one that's leading me closer to the cross, uh, into better communion with him. And I think that we have to, as Christians, learn how to navigate our convictions and also, um, you know, do our best to, to be with like-minded people, right? Right. So if you feel the freedom then be with those free free thinkers and free people and you'll start seeing that those who have more of a conviction side they'll start gravitating to people who may have a stricter view on the scripture and are not afraid of being called legalistic or uh you know because those are the terms that get thrown out now i don't think that's fair right. but i do think that you know unfortunately this is what ends up happening that if you if you're too if you're following it too much to the T, you might get thrown into a legalistic camp. Mm -hmm. And if you're too if you're too free, you know, red blue state, right? Politics. Right, right. You could be right down the middle or or you can be affiliated with everything that that camp represents, you know? Right. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, biblical view, I think, on this we at least agree, is that the Bible calls for the fundamentals belief in God, belief in his word, repentance away from the evil things we do, 
Jesus Christ as the Son of God, and that these issues are negotiables. These are negotiable areas. Um, I'm not going to hate someone because they do or don't celebrate Christmas. I don't right. care if you go to church on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Goose Day. I don't care what day you invent. I don't care if, like, I'm going to care if you take a Bible in front of me and start burning it, and I'm going to mm. care if you say it's a lie, and I'm going to care if you say those things are wrong or that Jesus was wrong about everything he said. That um, we're going to disagree on. But chances yeah. are in the church, I'm going to hang out with the Dave and the Rich because we're, you know, we're cool. And like, yeah. and the guy who's like, who's like, I can only wear jeans because God wants the best dress from me every Sunday. I'm like, you know what, bro? I'm not going to hate. Go over there with, with, you know, the guys who agree with you on that. I'm probably going to wear like my hoodie because I'm, this is how I feel comfortable worshiping God. This is, and it's all good. It's all good. They're, they're no better than me. I don't feel I'm no better than them. We got to live and let live a little bit. You know, we don't have to throw stones at every single person who, who doesn't see eye to eye with us on every single issue. Right. I, I feel so. So I'll, I'll drop a marriage gem, right? Being being married now 16 years. Um, what I've learned over the years is that you have to pick and choose your battles, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to win. And, and really, what does winning look like? Right. But overall, you have to pick and choose. And I would rather spend more time and energy fighting for a primary doctrinal belief yep. that's something that is secondary because i feel yeah. like in the age that we're living in now with the belief that i have that we're living in the end times and the fact that the bible does say that there we we're engaging in a time where there's doctrines of demons and things that are that are yeah. happening in our world right arguing for me or debating on christmas is not as essential as discussing the deity of jesus yeah the 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 fact that he's he's god in the flesh right the the things that hold us together as you said there's a whole bunch of denominations and Mm -hmm. the truth is a lot of the separations of these denominations are um eschatological right what their belief is on the end times that that's Mm -hmm. the one division between all the denominations and you go into the sacraments and other things right so they start to to vary off in their own ways for little things like baptism and and things that you know they really hold to in their heart or into their their interpretation the other thing that i i, I want to just bring to the light when i will probably do a whole channel or not a whole channel a whole chat you know on this is that we have an english translation of the scripture mm. everyone has a bible in their house you have an english translation it'd be worth to go to blue letter bible and I, this is not a plug but this is what i use right blueletterbible.org go there start looking get a concordance get an interlinear uh start looking at the hebrew and the greek and really start to see um the the in-depth ways of the definitions of certain words because it might be that there may be a better word that fits there than the word that's there mm-hmm. so as you're translating as you're reading it you can't just take the black and white and just say that's what the word of god says is in english is there no. dig, dig deeper find out the hebrew definitions find out the greek definitions let that be the thing to guide you you know 
I, I mm-hmm. agree with that. I would just offer a little cherry on it. If oh, yeah. you can't find the Eschological Volume 59 Berean Standard Edition of the Hebrew whatever, if you can, great. Because just like David said, that's going to expand your knowledge. But if you can't, for whatever reason, pick up an NIV, pick up a regular Bible wherever it's available. Just read it. Check out yeah. the stuff inside. See how much it matches up with the real world. You know, you're going to you're probably going to be frightened like we are with how often it is a perfect depiction of what the world looks like in general. And, yeah. and even things like this, like Christmas or like David said, we'd rather spend our time working on fundamental issues. If I mm-hmm. got a small business selling donuts somewhere, you know, and I'm not making sales, I'm not going to worry too much about like what the footstool behind the counter looks like. Like I want to I want to sell donuts. So. The fundamentals are important, but it's also important that people hear us talk about these things because they're going to they're gonna sift a lot about the thought processes we put behind our decisions from the way we handle someone who disagrees with us on Christmas or whatever. So I'm, I'm not hating at all, David, on the getting more in-depth with the Bible stuff. Just mm-hmm. also saying to balance it, you know, dig deep, but as long as you're digging, that's, yeah. you're going to get your answers, I think. I, yeah. You know, okay, Rich. Uh, eventually... God is going to lead you to the ultimate truth. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Like the more you spend time with him, the more you get to know him, you're going to see like topics like this. It really, it, it really doesn't matter in, in a way, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and like what we spoke about earlier, like the intentions of our heart, like, like I said, eventually God is going to lead us to the ultimate truth. You know, if you're doing research on whatever, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's going to lead you no matter what. So Amen. read Amen. your Bible. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, I realize, right, that, that not everyone has the passion that we have. And I, I realize, too, that it says that we're a body, right? And we mm-hmm. all fit in different places in the body. So. Amen. What may be something that that is a driving force and conviction in me uh, being in one part of the body may not be the driving convicting force in another person, right? Amen. I'm Amen. a person that also firmly believes in the fivefold ministry: the prophets, evangelists, uh, apostles, pastors, and teachers. Right. So each one of those has their own uh, pros and cons, convictions, and the things that lead them to 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 be driven the way they're driven. So me personally being a pastor and having a a teaching blessing over my life, these Berean ideas and all that, that's gonna be something that I that I focus on, right? I'm gonna mm-hmm. focus on digging deeper and but if someone is is operating in an apostolic way or they're operating as a prophet, that might not be for them it's just I need to hear the voice of God. Right, I need to find the next region that the Lord is leading me to minister to, right? To pave a way. So, the the passion that you have, don't be discouraged that someone else does not have the same passion and conviction that you may have, right? Right. Right. Really, really, really see that we are one body. We have hmm. different functions, and when you start functioning and and whatever God has called you to 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 be in. Um, you're going to find like-minded people that are functioning in the area you are, but that's why we're one body. That's why the fivefold ministry was a blessing from Jesus 
so that all together as a five-fold ministry, we can lead the church moving forward. Amen. Yeah. All right. We're a little out of time. So closing, yeah. to wrap it up, what is your favorite Christmas gift or your yeah. worst Christmas gift? Go, <laughs> go. Oof. Man, I'm not going to lie. My favorite one might be, well, actually, no, that wasn't around Christmas, but like, uh, you know what? No, nah, no, nah, you guys go first. I had to think about this. Hmm. I'll go quick because we, we got like no time. My, I'll, I'll, I'll say the worst one. I'll be a negative Nancy. My dad, when I was a kid, was really cool and got me a really expensive creepy crawlers machine oven. You remember that? So you'd put gelatin in little molds and it would, you would put it in the oven and it would cook it and create plastic little creepy crawler bug toys. And I hated that gift more than anything I ever received. And I, I was such a brat about it. When I saw the gift and I opened it, I was like, I hate this. Like, I don't want this. My dad said, oh, word? And he just <laughs> gave it to my brother. I was crying. <laughs> Dude, I was so tight. I was so tight. But I was, I was super ungrateful. So I kind of deserved it. But that was, that was the worst Christmas for me. Brought upon by my own ungrateful little bratty head. Creepy crawlies. <laughs> I don't know if I have one that I disliked. Um, I do remember when I was a kid, uh, wanting this huge pirate ship Lego set. And I remember like Christmas morning, early in the morning, waking up five in the morning, opening it up. And I started building that pirate ship that took me like three days to build. Cause it was, it was a huge box. Right, right, and and I had so much fun and memories with that. But that was probably probably the best gift because I was really into Legos and creating and mm -hmm. stuff. So having a like thousand, two thousand piece set will set your mind and everything into yeah. into the fun world. You know. Speaking of Legos, I'm uh, I'm trying to build a a Robert Pattinson Lego Batman uh, mm. Batmobile. <laughs> I'm still not done yet, but it's it's uh but anyways, um my favorite man. Uh, I remember I was with my parents in Target. This was like years ago. And I don't know if you guys remember, but they um this is when uh, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith came out, so like around like 2005ish. Mm -hmm. Uh there was these two action figures that they had in the cart and they thought that I couldn't see it, right? <laughs> So it's it was Anakin and Obi Wan, I believe. Beautiful. Oh, uh, bro! When I opened it up, I was like, "Yes!" You know, I'm, I'm over here. I'm thinking because uh, it was like weeks before Christmas, or maybe even months, that they had it in the cart, and I thought they put it back. I didn't know like they actually bought it. You know, right? Um, but once I opened that, man, oof! I still collect uh Star Wars action figures now, nah, man. Those are the best. But definitely my favorite. We got the wow. plug. We got the plug. Well, I'll just say that. I mean, that was that was beautiful from both of you. But wrong answer. It's supposed to be Jesus. You're both gonna burn in hell. Oh man. I, I know someone told me that a long time ago. I, they they were like, it was like a trick question. They were like, Oh, what was right. your favorite? I said, Oh, I was this. And they were like, No, it's always Jesus. I was like, Oh, dude, obviously, but can right. I talk about Transformers for a second? Like whatever. <laughs> Anyway, all right. You know, I, I think at, at different times in people's lives, if you have children, it, it, it changes the whole conversation as well, right? 
if you're single you don't have any children you know the family traditions and nostalgia will help but you know when you when you do have children it's how do you navigate that in this world Mm -hmm. but let's be at peace with the lord you know (laughs) find out in the next episode how to be a good dad or mom (laughs) i I gotta tune into that one but we love you guys so we're gonna go into these christian artists yes sir i can't wait christian music christian music (laughs) christian artists so-called conversions yes sir i'm coming for them we'll see you guys (laughs) next week love you god bless you guys god bless peace you guys thanks for watching thanks for listening yes